What's up, Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of Carry the G and MKE. I'm Aaron Nagler. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Camille Davis. Camille, happy Victory Monday. I, I don't know what to do. This is getting to be routine now, these Victory Mondays. I, I, I'm down. I could get used to it, you know? I could, too. And that's the, the piece I really am focusing on here and thinking about, getting used to it. You, mm. you won a few games there, and then what happens? Expectations begin. And now, right. you know, the Packers have that seven seed in the NFC right now. They're that wild card team if the season ends today, which it doesn't. It <laughs> I always love that phrase because, like, if the season ended today, everyone would go, What the hell is going on? Like, why is, why is the season ending today? <laughs> but hey, like, now we've seen, cons- like, we talked about it. We wanted to see more consistency with this Packers team, and now we're starting to see it. And what comes of this from now is going to be so fascinating to watch because you just know that narrative around the team is going to change because they've put things on tape now, and they've won some games to the point where you expect different things from them now. Yeah, and I think one of the things that jumps out from that game, and you know, there are going to be – you talk about narratives. There are going to be a lot of narratives around the officiating, around the fact that you know the, the defense – allowed, I guess I'll say, uh, the Chiefs to march the field a couple times. Um, it was very rare that they got stops, and then when they did, it was very, you know, clearly a, a big swing in the game for, for Green Bay. But the way the offense operated and how efficient they were, and it was never pressing, you know. I mean, the one maybe notable exception is the fourth and one chuck it up for Romeo play. But other outside of that, there was there was never a feel of desperation. It was always, you know, in control. And obviously that starts with Jordan. And the way he was able to control things at the line of scrimmage, the way he was able to, you know, get and process information and take advantage of it. I mean, we're seeing a young quarterback who is really starting to shine. And I mean, if you're a Packers fan, how can you not be excited by that? Like I was trying not to, I was trying to like hide my smile as you were queuing that part <laughs> up where I'm just like, oh my gosh, like right? we're, we're seeing it. Like think about his performance against the Chiefs two years ago that we saw or three years ago at this point when, you know, Aaron Rodgers had the COVID and he had to step in on short notice and he got blitzed to death in that game. And to hear Jordan throughout the week mention, like I've been waiting to play the Chiefs again. And then after the win saying like, I oh. had this circled. When he literally said 100% revenge game, I mean, yeah. most guys don't usually cop to that. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, it's another game. Like, I want to make sure I'm good for the team or whatever. But, man, he embraced it. I love that. I do, too. And that's the thing about Jordan. Like, the traits that we saw with him in the preseason, in the past games, when he made stop appearances, we're like, oh, well, he always seems like a guy who doesn't tend to get too up, too down. He's always pretty poised. And – He's continued that through this season, through the ups and the downs so far. And it's so impressive watching him now during these wins and having this composure. And when you've seen everything around him clicking, like he's having time in the pocket to make reads, even against the Chiefs defense. Like they got through a couple of times and he was pressured a few times. But overall, on the evening itself, the offensive line held up pretty well in pass protection for Jordan Love to be able to process the reads, to make checks, to do what he needs to do to facilitate that offense. And you're just watching Jordan Love and you're just like, wow, like this kid is really putting together. Like he's cut down on some of the inconsistent throws. We're like, ah, he missed somebody. Yeah. Like the, the passes are getting more accurate. They're on time. And I mean, part of it could be, you know, just getting used to the system. Game reps, you need those. And the receivers also getting on the same page with him and understanding where they need to be on the field and also making plays for him. Like they made some pretty big catches throughout that game there. What was 
I mean, it's funny you talk about the the accuracy. I mean, the the touchdown to Watson is insane, right? Where the I'm sorry, there are there are several. Um, <laughs> the, the one where they they send heavy pressure and he, you know, knows exactly where he's going to go with the ball and he puts that ball in a place where only his guy can get it and the defensive back is right there, but mm-hmm. it's pretty much futile. You know, they they have a really good connection he and Watson, but it's interesting because, you know. On the touchdown to Watson where he steps up, you know, and, and it looks like he's going to run, but then he holds off and he sees Watson coming across and hits him. Like, the play previous to that, he has that crosser to Watson where he throws basically behind both Watson and the defender. So it's like some of that inaccuracy is still there and it still comes out maybe every once in a while. But for the most part, he's putting the ball where he wants it. And the fact that he's able to not only do that, but then – do all the work at the line of scrimmage with protection because that's not like they were shy when it came to getting after Jordan Love and trying to get him off the spot. And when protection did break down, mm-hmm. what was, what really struck me was his way of knowing where his outlets were, where, okay, I'm this is clearly a throwaway. Like, I'm just getting rid of it so I don't get sacked, right? But I'm not going to put the ball in harm's way. There were so few opportunities for the Kansas City defense to make a play on the ball last night. And as we've heard Matt LaFleur talk about all the time, the ball is it's, life, man. Like the ball, you, you you took one away from Mahomes. That was the swing for the entire game, you know. And and Mahomes puts the ball in jeopardy there. Jordan Love never did that um, outside of maybe that fourth down throw to Dobbs. I mean, that, uh, such an impressive performance uh, from Love. It, it's there's going to be a lot talked about around the rest of this game, but we all know this year is about Jordan Love and about mm-hmm. his progression and development. And, man, the way he has improved week to week and then to go against that defense hasn't allowed more than 24 points against an opponent all season long, going back to last year. And they put up 27, and they controlled the game the entire time mm-hmm. because of Jordan Love. Man, I'm excited. I'm just – how can you – it's just it, – he is so impressive. And here's the other thing. He's still got stuff to work on, and he's getting yeah. better. He hasn't yeah. hit his ceiling yet. We have not seen the fully realized version of this offense yet because these guys are still growing. And like you mentioned, this season was about figuring out, is Jordan Love the guy? Because we know when it comes to roster construction with NFL teams, you have to find the guy at quarterback to make sure that your team's Amen. going to have a chance to win. Yeah. So when you're the Green Bay Packers, a franchise that went from – Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, about 30 years of outstanding Hall of Fame quarterback play. So many people were looking at the Packers now and like, well, is this going to continue? Is this going to, like, what are they going to do? And the pressure that comes with that, like, it's hard being a starting quarterback as it is. Right. When you're blank. walking right. into a situation where you're following Favre and Rodgers, like two cornerstone quarterbacks, it's not just following one legend, you're following two. And you're trying to figure out your own way within there, like, I give so much respect for Jordan Love for being able to kind of navigate the the narrative waters around him as well, keeping that noise around him outside focused and week to week getting better. It feels like every time we've gotten together the last four weeks now, it's like, man, that was Jordan Love's best game. Best game. That's the so funny. Week, best game. Yeah. Um, I, I'm wondering when that like when's the game gonna happen where it's like the pundits and all the observers don't say, Well, that was Jordan Love's best game yet. Like because that's but I don't think they're I don't think they're telling tales out of school. That's the thing. I don't think it's hyperbole. I think that's the truth. He's played his best game every week for the last like four weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they keep incrementally getting better. 
Uh, obviously, you're going to always talk a lot about Jordan Love, but I do want to touch on uh, the receivers and the work they've done um, because they have to be on the same page for the quarterback to be able to operate the offense the way Jordan is. I mean, we, how many times do we see him get to the line of scrimmage last night, touch the helmet, can-can, you know, get into another play, adjusting protection, and then trusting and knowing where those guys are going to be. Um, I mean, Romeo is like your workhorse, right? I think there's zero doubt now that you know he is uh, a complimentary piece, as he should be. Um, he's still going to have his touchdown catches, right? He's still going to get his. There's no doubt about it. But the way Watson has come to life here these last two weeks, I mean, you talk about a guy, a dog, if you will, who you just you can put him in any position. And here's hoping. I, mean, I know the initial report we got this morning from NFL Network was that. Hopefully this isn't long term, but it is a hamstring injury, which we know for Watson is, you know, always troublesome. But man, yeah, he's finally, finally hitting that stride that we all knew Watson could, and it's exciting to see. It feels similar to last year, coming on a little bit late into the season, and just kind of went, and once you start getting cooking with Watson, like Watson just continues to turn the gas up. It feels like, mm. uh, so again, like you were saying, I hope the hamstring injury isn't anything really serious with him. It is the same hammy, I believe, that he had problems with earlier. So those soft tissue injuries are tough. And I mean, we saw how it affected him early in the season. Like he started right. kind of off, kind of wonky and just un- unsure. And I mean. All receiver core, they had some moments where they're running run routes and things of that sort. But with Watson, it's like once when he feels good, you can tell. And when yeah. he is on top of how he feels and able to do what he does, like it's impressive to see. He adds an element to this Packers offense that you you really need as that vertical threat, that especially being that his size and that speed. And I think we mentioned it last week with this receiving core where it's like there's Watson on paper is like, we think he's our number one, but Jordan Love spreads the ball out to everyone where it comes to the point where you're like, if you're the defense, who are you really trying to quote unquote take away? hundred percent. Right. From Love at this point, because everybody is flashing everybody's showing you mentioned Dobbs talked about Watson and those two guys, I think really had good games against the chiefs. And it was really nice to be able to say, yeah, Dobbs and Watson had their game because I think last week, the week before we're like, Hey, it's the rookie's turn against like yeah. the Lions. Like, hey, the rookies are really stepping up. And this week it's like, oh, it's our vets, quote unquote, <laughs> the stepping grizzled up. Grizzled two year veterans. Yeah, yeah. And that's right. the fun thing about this team, too. And we've talked about it where, like, I'm excited for this season. I'm not, you know, rushing past it, but I just keep thinking to myself as well, like, what are they going to look like next year with another, it's you know, crazy under think. their belt? Right. No, it's, uh, it's exciting. It's interesting, though, because. Talk a lot about the quarterback and the receivers and the passing game, which is the excitement, right? But it's so fascinating to see last night how they controlled the ball with the running game and A.J. Dillon and how that contributed to their success. Because, look, once you get pass happy, especially against Spagnuolo, and you start trying to throw it all over the place, like he's going to get after you and you're going to have problems. And we saw that, especially in the second half. When they leaned on A.J., and they're not a great running team by any stretch of the imagination – but the way they controlled the game, I mean, they had those two long touchdown drives, keeping Mahomes off the field the while they're season. at it. You know, they may not be, like, the prettiest. They may not be the most, even most productive. But the running game last night was really effective for what they wanted to do on offense and controlling the ball and, you know, keeping ahead of the sticks. I mean, it's a hell of a lot easier to operate in second and five than it is in second and ten plus. And time and again, A.J. was getting tough yards and putting them in advantageous positions just throughout the running game. 
again, the progress that we see there, right? Because we've talked about how challenging it can be to not have the run game and how you just need it to be good enough to keep some of that <laughs> pressure off of love at this point where it's like, we just don't want to continuously be in third and long every single time we get here. Can we get some, some third and shorts, third and three, third and four. And the Chiefs defense, like we know, is really good against the pass. So for Jordan Love to have that success he did against this Chiefs defense, I mean, the run game had a big piece to do with that. And we know the Chiefs have struggled against the run so far this season, but the Packers' run game in itself has been a struggle. So, (laughs) you know, it was a battle of struggles. Who was going to get the upper hand in the Packers' run game got enough done? Even the the, the run by Patrick Taylor when he came in, you're just like, we needed this in this moment. And it helps with the pass action, which also helps Love's game. Like, it's complimentary football at its best. When all the phases are working together, the line was holding up pretty decently. The run game did enough. Jordan Love was able to get things moving down the field through the air with the receivers. Like the offense, you know, when we got to the fourth quarter, I think Chris Collinsworth made a comment like, if we don't, Packers don't get a touchdown here. Hmm. Uh, I feel sorry for their chances with Pat Mahomes getting the ball back because it feels like he's going to score a touchdown. And I was, and I'm like, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like yeah. it's Patrick Mahomes, and we only got a field goal out of it. So, <laughs> and I was nervous. I'm not going to lie to you, Aaron. I, was, I know. I Corey was saying was the same nervous. thing on watch party. It's like we got to get, we got to get a touchdown. We can't settle for a field goal, and then they did. But and you're like, Ugh. I think everybody in the building's probably thinking that at that point. That anxiousness I mean, where you're just like, oh, get it? We can't, we can't do Pat it. And Mahomes. I was, I get it. Like, you know, Mahomes is no joke. You know, I understand everybody felt playing the Packers for years when it's like, oh God, there goes Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, like. I know someone did say I was think it was Monty on Twitter. It was like last listening to Collinsworth like just praise Mahomes all night. Now I know what other fans felt like every time Rogers was on Rodgers, television. Yeah. For sure. I mean, For sure. you know, those are the rock stars and they're gonna always give him shine. But let's talk about the defensive effort against Mahomes and the offense because look, again, like I was saying, it, it was and Matt I think alluded to this in his post game presser, it was similar in feel that first half to the game against the Vikings, the COVID year in Lambeau, where mm. both teams only got like two possessions in the half because they both had these long, grinded out, really efficient drives that just, you know, went on for like 12, 15 plays. And I mean, I get that, you know, Joe Barry is going to keep, you know, for the most part, going to stick to coverage. He's going to play everything in front of him. The only kind of time I really got frustrated was on the third and 18 where they send the three-man rush and drop everybody into coverage. And it's like, I understand it. I get it conceptually. But, man, I just hate that passiveness. Like, let's give our guys a chance to compete, um, especially against Travis Kelsey, who you know is the one guy who can really kill you in that situation. But overall, I mean, it's fascinating to watch the Packers put out that stat last night where uh, the Packers have now held opponents to 24 points or under in eight straight games. First time that's happened since... 2010 when they did it nine times in a row I mean that's the name of the game right keeping points off the board and the Packers did it so as frustrating as Joe and his defense can be at times sure feels like it's working on the uh you know the wide out if you if you pull back and you look at it it, it, in the the minutiae it's kind of frustrating you pull back it's effective and it's working and that's the thing where it's like uh (laughs) It's working, and it's working to the point where it's like Joe Barry's hot seat's getting cooler and yep. cooler and yep. cooler and cooler as the season continues. And I'm sure there's a subset of people who are having internal conflicts. I'm not it. so sure I'm not one of them, Camille. Yeah. So, you know, I might I might be joining them. 
Where it's, it's like, because you see where you're like, this just doesn't feel like it's a dominant defense. Like this is like with some of the pieces that we have, at least I'll speak for myself. Mm-hmm. With the talent that this defense has, I expect a, a lot more from what they can be able to produce as a, mm-hmm. some of their whole parts. I know we have the injuries, so that is taken into consideration. And the way that Joe Barry plays, what we've talked about, just giving all that space, like, hey, I'm keeping everything in front of it. You have to dink and dime us the whole way down the field if you want. I don't care if it's third and one. We're playing off. Like, it's <laughs> – it's, right. it's you know, where it's frustrating words like that, but then you look at what the results have been for this team, and it's thing about is it by hook or is it by crook? Where it's like we're seeing them hold the defense or hold opposing offenses under 20, you know, under 24, and it's consistent at this point where you're like, the injury still, and this defense is still doing enough. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, if Jair's in there and they have the front line safeties and everyone's healthy, I don't think the play style changes much. It does. But um, he's probably a bit more kind of open to calling a few more pressures or calling a little bit more press man, which he did at times last night. He always kind of dials coverages up. But to do what he's doing as far as keeping points off the board, when he's starting a seventh-round rookie in Ballantyne at corner, you know, that's – I'm sorry, that's pretty damn impressive. And to do it against Pat Mahomes, even though that offense is not what it's been in years past, that's still a top-flight quarterback. You know who you kept basically in check all night long, so yeah, it, it's uh, it's frustrating in the moment, but um, it's not like it's not like the results aren't good. So what can you you know what what can you, what can you say? Yeah. <laughs> it is it is interesting to see um, the play of those rookies, right? Because we we focus so much on the offense and the young guys there. Um, Valentine, I don't think there's ever been a more kind of crystallized moment of how young this team is than. You know, that play at the end where we all – it looked like maybe it's a fumble. It turns out it wasn't. But Valentine scoops the ball and a, ball up, and he's running down the sideline for a touchdown. And every like, – I love that there's a shot from NBC that shows, like, basically every coach on the sideline yelling to get down, get down. Because if he yells down, the game's over. You know, just get on the floor, dude. But, you know, he's a, he's a rookie. He's excited. He's in Lambo. He's ready to do his leap, you know. So – but, hey, the youth – right? It's what this team is all about. It is by far the youngest team in the league. And to see that youth get this experience, it's got to make you excited for when you do get a Jair back and you do maybe get some reinforcements next season. Like, man, it, it, it can be frustrating at times, but the talent is undeniable. And now that talent is really starting to, you know, lean on knowing the scheme and knowing the defense and knowing what they're being asked to do but they still can tap into that athleticism. They can still tap into all of the, you know, athletic traits and explosiveness and all of that that basically got them on the squad in the first place. Yeah. And your point about uh that play reminds me of just with the Bucks how uh, Adrian Griffin mentioned about Adrian a- Andre Jackson Jr like he's young and sometimes his inexperience is a great thing. Like his ignorance actually works <laughs> out sometimes because right. you know to be young, you're just kind of out there and you're just trying to make a play. You're just trying to do whatever it is that you can do. And that sums up this Packers team a lot with their youth players. And to show up big in a Thanksgiving Day game against the Lions, to show up big in Sunday night football against the defending Super Bowl champions with the Chiefs, those are big wins. And it's always easy to get up for big games. Now, the Giants are up next. Mm. And this, this is one is of those games where yes. it's like you've been able to get up for the big op- opponents, but can you take care of business? 
and do what you need to do against this Giants team that, as we've seen, isn't that great this particular season. So can you continue to have that level of focus, level of energy? Can you execute at such a high rate against this team as well when it's not a big game to get up for? It's another game along your way to possibly making the playoffs. Like, so it's, it's all about how you want to frame it. So it's going to be really right. interesting seeing how they come out against the Giants as well after having two really big, good games against two high-end opponents in the NFL. Well, it's interesting, too, is, you know, the thing I think will that will probably help them is the fact that it is in prime time. Monday you know, night, this game yeah. didn't get flexed, so they're on Monday Night Football. And it's like last time they were on Monday Night Football, they were embarrassed in, in Vegas. You know, I think there's some element to the whole country's watching we, you know, we don't want to be embarrassed, and we are a much better team than we were back then. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, th- that's what's crazy about this. The youth of this team, this team in general, is, man, these last two games have been so exciting and so great, and we are in the playoff conversation. It's awesome. I'm not, I'm not going to bat an eye if they lose to the Giants. You know, this is a team that beat them last year. You know, very, you know they're, it's a week-to-week league. This is a team that, and Matt, hell, Matt said it last night, the league will humble you quick. And I can't yeah. think of anything more humbling than getting these two wins and then turning around with an extra day and then losing to one of the worst teams in the league. That would be yeah. humbling. That's how you get humbled. But it, it wouldn't is. surprise me. That's the thing. Like, I know everyone thinks, oh, they're on the up and Jordan Love's arrived and everything, the future is bright, which I agree. But there's still going to be tough times. There's still going to be frustrations and stretches of maddening play and things that don't go right. And it's how you respond to that. Like, and now they're tasting a little success, which is awesome. But how do you respond to success? To your point, like, exactly. it's easy to get up for these games that no one expects you to win. You know, it's us against the world, kind of playing with house money. Now, what do you do when everybody expects you to beat down this Giants team? How are you going to respond? And they expect the Packers to win against the Giants at Monday. Like at this point, like the shift is going to happen. And now it's like, okay, now you're starting to play a little bit with expectations. And how are you mm-hmm. going to respond to that aspect of it as well? So it's, it's fun. Like, it's still, I would love to just say, again, I know the last couple of weeks have been exciting because we're seeing progress. We're getting wins along the way with progress. But this still is a young team that's learning how to play with each other. They're still developing. They're still figuring things out. So like you said, it's going to be ups and downs. I hope the down doesn't come against the Giants, but it, it, it could. It's, a, it's right. any given Sunday, as we always say, any given Monday, Sunday, Thursday, Saturday, Friday, whatever day. The Whenever they're playing them. these days in the NFL, yeah. anything is possible. It's so true. <laughs> Emil, I can't thank you enough for the time. As always, let the folks know where they can find all of your good wares here on this internet. For sure. Technical File Podcast, T-E-C-K-N-I-C-A-L. We cover uh, the biggest stories from NFL, NBA, and the world of wrestling on a weekly basis. We're recording early this week because the Bucks are in the in-season tournament tomorrow. So uh, Tech File My will be Bucks. Yes, Bucks. they'll be recorded live uh, this Monday. So today, if you're watching on the first day of this release, uh, coming out on Tuesday, and then you can catch me throughout the week on Locked on Bucks, covering all things Milwaukee Bucks. Love it. Camille, can't thank you enough. Um, Monday Night Football, we will be a couple days later than usual next week. Yep. So if everyone's looking for it, uh, don't worry. We didn't miss it. We're just a few. We're recording a day or two later. But, Emil, thanks so much. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. For sure.